Hello and welcome to another edition of the Finks D-backs uh, podcast <laughs> here on the Finks Network. My name is Derek Monty. Of course, I'm your mayor of Finks. This guy next to me is definitely not Jesse Friedman, nope. um, but we're, we're going to go ahead and call him the vice mayor of Wrigleyville. Uh, it there is Ryan Herrera from CHGO Cubs. Ryan, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. How have, uh, how have you been enjoying the terrible weather that you brought into town yeah, with you? I'm sorry. I don't approve of that. I was going to say, I'm sorry for bringing some of the winter, Chicago winter yeah, down to Arizona. I was, I, yeah. I was telling someone earlier, like, when we came down here last year, I keep I I forgot that it was like mid March for spring training, uh -huh. so it was like nice out. It was like March yeah. 11th or oh, whatever yeah. it was. It oh, was yeah. nice out. So when I'm packing for this trip, and one of the other Cubs writers tells me like, "Yeah, it's cold as shit. Like, yeah. make sure you bring some like pans." And I'm like, "What do you mean it's cold?" I'm like, "It's, oh, it's Phoenix. <laughs> it's, it's mid February. Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. This is our winter. This is yeah. when we get winter. But of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app." America's top-rated sportsbook app. Excited to have Ryan here. And, of course, uh, I know that this uh, isn't your first time here in Arizona. You came out for spring training yes. uh, previously. But uh, I, I got to ask, is there any city that you've traveled to where people from Chicago feel so welcomed with all of your eateries and everything <laughs> that we've expanded out here to be like Chicago South? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I don't know that I've ever, like, really noticed it, but I mean, you think about it. There's a lot of Chicago people in Phoenix. There like, is a lot yeah, this of is, people like migrate out right. here, here, like somewhere in Florida. It's like it's like people. Yeah. People from New York go to Florida to retire. Yeah. People from Chicago come to Phoenix. Exactly. So like, yeah, this is like a, even like a vacation spot. Like yeah. people from Chicago, it's like it's winter. It's like, oh, let's go down to Arizona or something. So I would agree. I mean, I, I, I've never like personally tried to like or felt that. But I'm like, if I were to pick a place where you, you go down there and you kind of feel a little more like home yeah. still. It's probably it's kind yeah. of Phoenix. Nice. That's uh, and and we love your food, so we'll be happy to share there you go. Uh, all of that with you. But uh, uh, updates again uh, today from the Arizona Diamondbacks camp. I know you were out at the Chicago Cubs camp. Mm -hmm. uh, did anything stick out to you? Has there been anything weird this spring with the Cubs? I know you guys are kind of in a. You're you're. I feel like the Cubs are in a similar position as the Diamondbacks, yeah. where we're trying to find a way right now uh, to not let this. Uh, you know, uh, to to regaining. Uh, success for the franchise and try not to like have it too far away, but it still feels like there's some pieces missing. Yeah. Well, here's one thing from today and it, it, it does not, it's not that big, but some people care about it. It's like Cody Bellinger, someone that you guys, we know, know, we're, know we're, good and well, friend of the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cody Bellinger Homer during live BP today. And again, it's just live BP. It's yeah. not, it's not real game, but right. I, I guess if you were to say it's like as close to a real game scenario as you get during spring training, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, so it was like, it was pretty, and it was lefty off lefty too. So nice, like, nice. That is like, considering he hasn't been at that level in like three years. Sure. For Cubs fans hoping he actually starts to find that MVP form again while he's here, because I don't, I don't know for sure that he'll be back next year. He's he's got the one year contract, right, and right, right. you know all that whatever. Um, for any Cubs fans hoping that it's kind of a, a hopefully rebound season for him, like that's a good sign. This early in camp, him kind of taking was Drew Smiley taking Drew Smiley deep. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, long yeah. long right. way to go till the season starts. It's, we'll it's hard not to overreact sometimes to that stuff in camp yeah. because, like, when the bat, you know, obviously when the pitchers are throwing uh, B BP, batting practice for you, Jesse. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, when when they're uh, throwing this at uh, this time of the year, they're not going 100%. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of easy to get excited sometimes about things, especially offensively. Yeah. I know. I get jazzed to see them just in the cage, like just yeah. to see them smashing in the cage. Like Christian Walker was really dialed in in the cage. And I mean, again, it's just it's it's light toss off of a, a coach or, or a mm -hmm. machine. But uh, it's just exciting during this time of the year to to kind of see these guys getting into shape and 
and kind yeah. of being dialed in at this point. Yeah, well, and then like yesterday, it was windy as hell. Yeah, out of, <laughs> I don't know how it was down at Salt River Field. Oh, it was but terrible. It's slow and it, it was, was pretty terrible. bad. <laughs> um, but the the wind was blowing perfectly out, and some you know Trey Mancini, Danzy Swanson, um, Eric Hosmer, all were hitting balls all the you know way out of the park. Yeah, and not saying those guys don't have home run power, but it was also like the wind was there and. As far as Wrigley Field goes, Wrigley in April is, you know, the wind coming off the lake. It's it's windy as hell. You never know what you're going to get yeah. Wrigley in April on every given day. So it's like all these new guys are coming in and, hey, here's here's Wrigley. <laughs> that's what that, Wrigley's going to be I, like in a month. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I mean, I, I felt like the, I feel like the Cubs coaches would definitely use a day like that to be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we're doing drill. We're doing we're doing outfield drills. Yeah. We're doing all sorts of shit because this is the perfect kind of condition. To trade in. Yeah. This is exactly what Wrigley one of the days in April, it's going to be just like this. You don't know what day it's going to be, but it's going to happen. And, hey, you know what? Here's a taste. Like, get used yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there any concerns about the new rules uh, at the Cubs camp? Is there any been any talk about it being, like, a sore point or mm-hmm. anything? I know t- we've talked about Tori basically trying to set the the mindset that it, it's just – it is what it is. Yeah. We're not going to complain about it. We're just going to accept it, and we're going to try to figure out how to adapt to it to the best that we can. Yeah, and I don't think it's like – I think it's more like, you know, anyone's resistant to change right like of no course. one likes nobody change. nobody <laughs> likes having a job and then fucking being told that you have new duties now yeah, like you have to change sure the way the, you've done everything I'm, I'm sure even the umpires were like i have to do what now <laughs> yeah. i have to what i have to keep an eye on that clock oh, and the band yeah. of batter and the pitcher and and still call yeah. the strike zone like so, what the hell so no one likes it like but it's every player understands like you're gonna get used to it and um you know i talked to the cubs one of their assistant pitching coaches the other day and he had such a good line. He's basically said, I'm, I even asked him, I'm like, have you felt any sort of resistance from guys? Like not saying that guys are just absolutely hating and aren't doing it, but just like, you know, are they like, were they in, initially hesitant to yeah. try? And he's like, he's like, well, if they are like pretty much like tough shit, like he didn't say that yeah. word for word, but yeah. it's like, it's kind of tough shit. He was, he said like, if you, if you want to go and walk or uh, if you want to go and start every batter off one Oh, then you keep pitching slow. Otherwise, get used to it because it's yeah, here, right? Yeah. So that's basically what he told me. And I'm like, that is such a good way of looking at it. It's like you can be as resistant as you want to it and hate the fact that it's happening, but it's here. And at least for this season, you know, you, you never know how long it's going to last. But at least for this season, it's going to be here. So you either get used to it or you're starting every guy off 1-0. In the words of Macho Man, you may not like it, but you will accept it. Uh, See, I way, get that reference. This guy gets I, that reference. Jesse I can doesn't. That. Right. I get the reference. Right. I know Jesse would hate it. Ryan was present when Jesse... Uh, <laughs> basically made the revelation to the table that he did not know that pro wrestling was scripted. And, uh, I still, I still, I still lose sleep at night thinking about that fact that Jesse did not know. I totally thought he was fucking around with us. I thought he was just like, Oh yeah. Oh, it's wait, it's really not real. And then he was legitimately like, it's not real. I'm like, Jesse, where have you been? Like, are- How is it not the coolest <laughs> fucking thing in the world if it wasn't real? There is a man named The Undertaker that at one point decided to randomly ditch the fact that he was a demon for the fact that he was a biker and he rode a motorcycle oh. down to the ring. Like, uh, like oh, Don't even get me started. And he got buried alive that. and then came he back. He got buried alive and he gets it <laughs> in cement. Um, so good. Okay. Well, it, it was interesting to me because I know Tori has definitely voiced – uh, his concerns, and he had the similar attitude, right? He had that's what you're talking about, which is like, again, tough shit if you don't, it's not, there's no going away. There's not going to make a special exception for you. And unless you learn how to adapt to this, you're not going to be good at a major league level, essentially, because these rules aren't going away. So I asked Tori today about if he, uh, you know, if he's thinking about these rules and uh, if he's kind of like, 
basically trying to figure out a way that they can capitalize on them uh, with this team's speed and some of the other uh, adv- advantages they could potentially add. And his answer was kind of kind of great that he basically talks about or thinks about it all the time. Uh, um, I think about it a lot, to be honest with you. Um, I, I probably am I'm a little hypersensitive to it. I don't like to be exploited as a team and, and have that defensive feeling. I want us to attack all the time with everything that we're doing. So when there are some new normals that we're all getting used to, I'm trying to figure out how we're going to get punched and counterpunched more than anything. So um, like I said a few days ago, Gil Velasquez said to me, you're worried about it. I respect it, but it's not going to be a big, a big difference maker for you. But let's continue talking about it has, has been my mindset. And I appreciate that. And I've had a few people tell me that that have, that have had experience with these rules. Um, but we talk about it a lot, and we're making sure our pitchers are ready to execute and our batters are in the box comfortable and ready to go. That, to me, is is the first coordinate. Once we get there, we'll figure out what teams are doing, and we're going to let the games play out a little bit and then continue to have some conversations. But players are smart. They'll make it. They'll make adjustments, and they'll come to us with suggestions suggestions with how to exploit it, something I believe in. Player sight lines are better, way better between the white lines than ours. So if they have ideas, we're going to, we're going to implement them. And that last part was actually very important because I've seen the players out there having these conversations, kind of conceptualizing what they can do to gain an advantage yeah. in these rule situations. My favorite, you know, Patrick and I yesterday were talking about some of the things, but Patrick brought up the idea of literally flopping now occurring mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball just to get more time or, you know, like the in the meeting the other day for the MLB rules, they brought up that some teams brought up the idea of putting a man in motion to uh to oh, get yeah, them over yeah. on the other side of second base but still basically be uh, uh, you know applying to the rules up until that point uh major league baseball did say some things are still going to be uh off the table like that like they're yeah. not going to allow you to send a man in motion uh, over there and they the funny thing about it was they said they're like i don't even know how helpful that really would be <laughs> like seriously you know? well because i remember i think it was like ali marmol the the manager of the cardinals that said explicitly like mlb told them like we put these rules in place for a reason we don't want you trying to skirt these rules. So if you start doing crap that's going to skirt right, the rules, right. like we are going to put into writing uh, more stuff that yeah, you can't yeah. do. Yeah, we'll just add it to the yeah, rules. Right? We'll just so make like, that thing illegal. Which I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> but I'm wondering if, and this is, again, something we discussed yesterday, if what we'll see is an uh, them adapt to some of the rules that might yeah. not work out. Like, again, to me, the biggest thing is the disengagements. Like everything mm-hmm. else kind of makes sense and it doesn't bother me. But when I started really hearing the details about – pitchers stepping off and throwing over and how limited that's going yeah. to be it really kind of like i'm like i think that's the part that a lot of especially pitchers are going to really struggle with not the clock itself but that portion of yeah it. and and the hitters too like hitters what do they have one they can step out of the box yeah, one time like one call time out yeah, once yeah. during the plate yeah. appearance and i remember and this is an, another thing that's specifically for the cubs because you know april wrigley is so weird the weather wise but uh, i remember ian Happ uh talking about it he's a cubs left fielder <laughs> when this all got announced last year and he was saying like sometimes in april the wind is just blowing in your face at the plate and you need to step out to kind of you know yeah, collect yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like if like I your do that, eyes are tearing right? up and shit yeah, yeah like, so totally. he's like he's like he's like i can only do that one time now yeah and if i do that again then it's a strike or whatever it is right so like there's a whole and that again that's not something you guys will experience uh, in arizona but like that's for the cubs side like that's a big thing but it's just another example of like how how much these players are going to like really have to acclimate to these rules quickly yeah, because yeah. once they get into the season, like it's, it's fair. Everything's fair yeah. game. You make the mistake, then it's on you. 
if you get, if you start a guy with a ball or a strike. And it's going to be amplified when it's in a critical situation, yeah. right? When that strike, when that walk, when that balk mm-hmm. leads to like the game-winning run scoring or something like that, I think that's when it'll come under scrutiny. But for the most part, I think we'll I think we'll be okay, right? Yeah. Um, but there's another thing that's kind of impacting spring camp right now, and that is the players participating in the World Baseball Classic. I know you guys have. Uh, 16, 17 guys, something like yeah, that. Yeah, seventeen throughout the Cubs have seventeen right. throughout the organization uh, participating in World Baseball Classic. But you also have some of your best players also participating in it. I know the Diamondbacks have Merrill Kelly, uh, you know, one of their best best pitchers. You guys have Marcus Stroman uh, pitching on my team of Puerto Rico. Also, <laughs> uh, say Suzuki on Team Japan. So, like, uh, is do you notice? having been out there to spring camp before do you feel like and it's hard because i feel like we're judging it against the last two years which have not been normal right but do you feel like they're kind of ahead of schedule because they're trying to get those particular guys extra like that that time right like everybody seems very prepared but it feels like they're like yesterday they were already doing a sim game against a a a korean baseball team and you know it just seems like at this point of camp, like they're they're fairly ahead of schedule where they normally would be. I think so. I, I think that plays a part in it, and it's also like guys excited to have a real spring training for the first time. Anyone, yeah, right? Yeah. But I do think the whole WBC plays a part of it because every team knows, you know, wh- however many players they have on their team, they only got another week and a half max with mm-hmm. these guys before they yeah. start going off where they have to go. So teams want to get, especially like, so I, I look at say Suzuki, like Marcus Stroman. I don't think the Cubs worry about him. I think he's a guy that does all the offseason work he needs to do. He's act, He's been in the game long enough. He knows what he needs to do sure. during the offseason, whatever. But, like, Seiya Suzuki is a guy that is only his second year in America. Right. Like, he he came in last March was his first. Like right. He had to, number one, had to acclimate to the just America in general, you know, in, in year one. It's only his second year. He's still trying to learn the league. He's in his second year. He's technically he's only like a, he's a sophomore in, in, yeah. the, in the league, right? Right, right? So he's still trying to acclimate to the game and now you have all these rules changes and, and then that doesn't even, all, it doesn't even include all the off the field stuff, like the culture and all that stuff. And now they only got like, I don't know, I'd say 10 days yeah. until he leaves. He, yeah. he doesn't know exactly when he's going to leave is the big thing. Like they haven't finalized that yet. But it's gonna that's be in, so it's gonna be in the near future. Yeah, it's gonna that's be, so weird considering how close it is right. that they haven't it's, finalized that. It's gonna be early March, something probably first week of March at like the latest. I think March eighth is the first is, is when World Baseball Classic yeah, starts. Yeah, so yeah. it's got to be within the first few days of March. So we're coming up on it right now. But he's someone again. I don't think the Cubs worry about him. But it's another thing where it's like this is a guy that's still trying to acclimate to America and this game, and now he's gonna leave the team for what could be about three weeks or so, something like that. Yeah. Um while he tries to win a world baseball classic for team Japan and the Cubs to their credit have been just hugely supportive of anyone that wants to do that. And even say Suzuki wants to go play for team, team Japan, go ahead. True. Marcus Stroman, team Puerto Rico, yeah. go ahead. Like all these guys that want to play for the teams. Cause it comes around once every, I guess it would be six years, six years yeah, right now, but yeah. you know, it's more like a four year thing when it happens. It's a, it's a you know pretty big thing for some of these guys and, totally. and they're supportive of it. But it's another thing where they're like, okay, well, we only have this certain amount of time before he leaves. We got to get a lot of stuff done. Yeah, yeah. So it's a long-winded answer to say, yeah, I agree with you that these teams are understanding that they have limited time with these guys to start spring. They got to get, they got to get moving. Yeah. Uh, Brett Johnson in the comments says, seeing Tory's beard go from eighty-five percent brown to like all gray is making me sad. What about me, Brett? <laughs> 
My look at go watch videos from a year ago. This place has aged me by fifty <laughs> years in I the think, last year. I okay, think, I think Jesse has like ninety. percent Yes, he's right. See, he gets it. He spent one <laughs> dinner with him, and he already understands. Um, it does give off uh, Gandalf vibes. You're not wrong, but that also makes him a wizard. So hopefully, that means the Diamondbacks will have some good things happen this year. Speaking of baseball and Merrill Kelly pitching, by the way, let's take a look again at this beautiful shot of baseball being played out at Salt River Field yesterday. This was the Arizona Diamondbacks versus the Kai Womb Heroes. And it's just a little shot I took, but it's just a beautiful shot of baseball actually occurring. You got that, Damon? Look at that. Can we talk over this one? Yeah. I mean, that's that, that just gets the blood pumping. Also, if you heard that scream right now, that was a Korean home plate umpire with just mid-season form strike calls that I could not believe. In an empty stadium, nonetheless. He had no reason to be putting on that show for us, <laughs> but he still did it, and I love him for it. But Here's uh, an, I want to I touch on that. Yeah. You, you mentioned it's just like baseball, right? Yeah. And today, uh, you know, the Cubs, and it was most of the guys that you're like, okay, this guy is going to be on the major league team, right? And they did the, you know, the, the pregame, like infield, outfield type stuff. Yeah. And, you know, they're all, all crisp, throwing home, like all the little drills, the warm-ups before you do, you do before a baseball game. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, well, number one, this is like my favorite thing to watch. Yeah. Not even the game itself. Yes. Just like how easy these dudes make it yes. look. Yes. And because I know, like, having grown up playing baseball, I know this stuff is not yes. that easy. I know. These dudes make it look like the easiest thing in the world. And I'm like, and I get it. They're professionals. Yes. But it's so just like nice to watch. Just one of those like aesthetically pleasing type yeah, things yes, to watch. It's yes. a guy like from left field throwing throwing home straight to a perfect cutoff man who gives a perfect strike to home. This guy gets it. Oh my gosh, yeah, the best thing it makes, in the world. It, it gets your blood pumping, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? But I think the other thing about it too is like there's just something to be said about like and and I brought this up a bunch of times seeing these guys run the drills that in little league they told us big leaguers ran and you're like bullshit yeah no way they no do way. like no way they don't do this they don't roll the ball softly on the yeah. ground to each other just to get the feel of what it feels like uh -huh. to first pick up a ball off the ground yes they do yes, they, yes do. they do and as as small and ridiculous as the drill is they do it at a major league level and they build their way up that's the reason why baseball is just such a different sport too mm -hmm. when someone gets injured or whatever you're like no they literally start from Square one to build this person back yeah. up to being able to throw 90 pitches in a game or whatever the case may be. So like, here's another thing. One of the Cubs rehabbing guys, he, he had Tommy John in like July. Mm. He says he is only now throwing from 75 feet up to 75 oh, feet. Man. And that he has to do that for three weeks. 90 feet for three weeks, yeah. 105, 120, yeah. Yeah. all for three weeks. And yeah. I think it was like a deload for two weeks, come back and throw it. One. Like it's, it's, it, and I get it. It's Tommy John. Like it's the most intricate kind of elbow surgery right. guys and it's, get. And it's the one that could literally end your career potentially if you don't, you know, if, yes. you're, if, if you can't come back but from that's it. But that's how, that's how like, that's how slow, slow these guys have to do yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. um, we did talk to, uh, I asked Tori today about Merrill Kelly, about getting prepared uh, for the World Baseball Classic and about the fact that they played this sim game yesterday and he said that uh and he's talked about the guys being ready coming into camp that a lot of the guys he was just very proud of how ready mm -hmm. a lot of the guys were before they even stepped foot at salt river fields or at least until the official start date because a lot of them were there at salt river fields already working out but uh this is what he had to say about merrill kelly and just kind of the timeline being a bit expedited to get him ready for the world baseball classic i think he's right on um you know so there's a strategy to him throwing yesterday and getting that clock game clock started um, and you know, it was one inning, 20 plus pitches, and it was executing. He, and I'm not surprised at all. The way the ball comes out of his hand um, is is very consistent with what I remember last year and 
he, he's just he's a great worker. He knows what he wants to get to. But you know, we're we're prioritizing getting him up to that pitch count where we're going to be comfortable saying go ahead and, and, and do your job at the highest level the best way you know how. And that's up to us to make sure that he's as ready as he can be before he steps out of here. Now, and and you said that the Cubs were very supportive of the guys mm-hmm. participating in the World Baseball Classic. That's something that I think has changed over the years. I feel like we are getting a chance to see something special because of the fact that not only do players want to be a part of it a bit more, but the clubs are a bit more accepting of letting their high dollar talent go out and participate in this thing that really, man, the grand scheme of things doesn't have anything to do with the team or anything else other than just kind of the love of the game and and growing the game of baseball. Yeah. Well, it's, excuse me. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's not the world cup, right? Of course, but it's like the world cup for baseball. It's it's the biggest kind of uh, international tournament. And these guys care, you know, these guys care about competing for their teams and trying to win, you know, trying to get first place, trying to win the whole thing. And, 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 you know, representing their country the right way. And these guys do care about it um, because, you know, they're, like, again, a guy like Seiya Suzuki, he's in America for the first time. It's not like he's so attached to America. He, it's like Japan's his home. Yeah. Japan's where yeah. he spent the first 27-some years of his life. Right. Playing baseball, growing up there, whatever it is. Like, that's his home. And I think, and it's again, it, I think it also goes to the point where it's like it's been six years since the last World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. Like, some of these guys have been, like, kind of itching to, to, to get on those teams again and yeah. do that stuff. Um, and so I just think it's one of those where it would it would be a disservice for teams to not be supportive of it. I get that you don't want to lose some of these guys uh, during spring training. You don't want some of these guys to leave your team and go wherever for a couple of weeks during spring training. But it's also like it's important to these guys. You don't you don't want to piss them off. They're, yeah. your, they're on your team. They're your players. Like it's a weird balance. I get it. Um, but it's it's one of those things where it's just so important to those guys and right. and the best organization are the ones that will be like you know what we know what we have to do to get you ready you like we'll figure out how to get you ready before you leave so that when you come back there's no problems like, you're good to go and you're just going to be ready for opening day regardless and I have this thing about the fact that spring training games are also meaningless so I don't really yeah. believe that like playing a spring training game is more important, oh, you know, or yeah. like anything comparable, right? But at the same time, you're still probably not going to maybe put your body completely on the line mm-hmm. like you would, in, a, you know, in, a, in an MLB game for some sort of, you know, playoff push or something like that. Like, it's not, it, you're, you're probably still going to have guys being careful and making sure, yeah. uh, you know, that they're a bit more careful than they would, just like they would in a spring training game or anything like that. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I just I think it's exciting, and I think what it does for the sport is is huge. And I think that we have seen it grow from something that people didn't have very much interest uh, into it being a it's a damn all star game this year. <laughs> like it's incredible how good oh, some these of these teams, teams are. are. Team Japan's awesome. Team like Team Puerto Rico, great. The uh, Dominican Republic Dominican team? Are you kidding insane. me? There's yeah, I mean, it's, Team USA is awesome yeah. too. It's like there's incredible teams in this in this tournament it's, and so like and it's another thing where it's like you have so many guys from you know latin american countries or asia or where, wherever they're from and they they don't get to play with these guys like they, they're obviously on different teams like a guy i'm, I'm thinking of you know like javi Baez and francisco lindor like right they're on, right. not they right. they played together at one point but now they're on different teams right. but here's a chance for them to go play with each other for like two three weeks however long it is like Guys, guys want that. Like guys, the best players that come from their country. Number yeah. one, they're all super proud of where they're from. But number two is like, 
hey, we have this chance to play together. We grew up playing together, whatever it is, or or I like watching you play from afar. You like watching now we're both in the big leagues. Like, oh, now we get a chance to play together. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. another reason why it's so important to those guys. And uh, Chris Melton in the comments says, Goldie, Tra- Goldie and Trout on the same team. There you, there you go right there. That is enough for me. Sign me up. <laughs> sign me all the way up. But uh, you guys should also, speaking of signing up for things, sign up for the Underdog Fantasy app uh, because nobody wants to play an entire season of fantasy baseball. It is a chore. Uh, and instead, what you can do is grab five of your friends and you guys can play daily fantasy against each other. Draft up to six players. Whoever gets the most points uh, with no positional limits wins. It's that simple. Wins cold, hard cash. Also, we're talking about pickums and we're talking about riding on pitch counts this season. Uh, I've been informing everybody that I won $1,000 on pitch oh, counts, okay. picking higher or lower on pitch counts. It's that simple. <laughs> so you can do that over at the Underdog Fantasy app. Uh, and it's easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. Go for the full $100. That way you get that full $100 back. Uh, and that last, like, it was like my last 20 free dollars uh, that got me uh, that $1,000 back. So make sure to sign up today at underdogfantasy.com or download that app. Uh, and also, check out our friends from OGs because they're all about flavoring life here in the Valley. Uh, and they are all about uh, making spring training even better. So, of course, uh, if you are looking for a way to enjoy all sorts of sports this month, do so with our friends at OGs. They have their brand new strawberries and cream Happy Balance gummies. They are live and on shelves now in dispensaries. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Uh, It was one of the things I was informing everybody about when they were here for the Super Bowl. Like, hey, just as a reminder, recreational weed is legal here, so (laughs) enjoy yourselves while you're here. But uh, I know you told me before we got on the air that you have never been to Chase Field, Mm -hmm. but I imagine obviously you've seen Chase Field plenty of times. Yeah. Uh, what are your impressions uh, of of that stadium? I mean, what what are your thoughts when you see the Cubs play the Diamondbacks here? Here's my thing, and, it, and it's not just... Exclusive. And don't hold back, by the way. Well, I'm saying it's not exclusive to Chase Field. It's any domed or rooftop stadium. Like, sure. I hate it. Yeah. And I yeah. get it. You're in Phoenix. Like, summer's hot. You kind of have to yeah, have that. It's, like, it's, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't disagree. It's a necessity. Right. It's just like the look of it. I... And maybe, you know, get you get biased the the view from Wrigley Field. Like you get biased, like especially like a, a summer night, sunset in the back, a little bit of the skyline. You get you probably get biased. You do. And so whatever. <laughs> um, but I don't like it. I had the same issues with like um I guess it's American Family Field now in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, they're sister stadiums, by the way. So yeah. like they were designed, I think I I'm I might be wrong about this, but I believe they were designed by the same company or design designer. They look identical. Yeah, you're almost. right about that. Yeah. Okay. Right. So so it's not again, not exclusive to Chase Fields. I don't like the vibe of the the domed stadiums or rooftop sure. stadiums, whatever. Um, it do, it's not like I don't know how to put it, but like it's not when I look at it, it, it is not, it's not doesn't stand out to me. In any I've way. always it's said it's an airplane plain. hangar is what it is. It's kind of it's, it's like a, it's a big building to store like <laughs> large equipment in is what it feels like, right? Um, and right now the Diamondbacks are in the middle of kind of this uh, not a fight but a decision and a decision. Uh, Derek Hall told us earlier this week that should come uh, a decision should be made this summer in regards to okay. the Diamondbacks potentially either extending their lease and staying at Chase Field in downtown Phoenix or exploring options to build a new stadium somewhere else. They have a lot of money that they want to invest either way, whether it's in a new stadium or in renovations to Chase Field. And obviously we know how historic and important Wrigley Field mm-hmm. is to baseball, right? It's the second second oldest stadium, uh, second oldest ballpark in baseball. But 
from from your perspective, having gone through it, having watched them kind of renovate and change Wrigley Field over the years and not just in the in the stadium, but outside of the stadium and yeah. making making that wonderful Wrigleyville, you know, area that that so many fans love. Like, would would you and your uh, if you had a choice, would you see the Diamondbacks? Would you think that they should move away from this area or would you see them okay. trying to renovate that big airplane hangar? Because obviously, like you said, it doesn't feel like the the roof thing is going to change no matter where they it's put not. the ballpark. They're going to have to have some sort of roof yeah. on it. But there's a lot of like things holding them back at Chase Field should they renovate it because they're still going to be limit, limited on, on how much mm-hmm. they can actually renovate. Yeah. Um, again, and, it, and it's different with the, the different type of ballparks from Wrigley and, and Chase. Yeah, they, uh, couldn't, they couldn't be more different. No, <laughs> exactly. Like they couldn't be more different. Um, I, I think what the Cubs did when they renovated it, they did a great job of you know doing what needed to be done. They had the two scoreboards put up, and, and those are great, and they're very helpful. <laughs> And they, you know, all the other little intricate things that they remodeled, like, have been really good. The press box is, is better than it used to be. And that's, you know, that's the only thing that really affects me at this point is a press box, but it's great. Um, but they did a great job of, like, keeping, like, making it still feel like Wrigley Field. It's still the Ivy. It's still the marquee. It's still the, you know, the scoreboard and center field. It's all, it still feels like traditional Wrigley Field, right. even with all this new stuff. Um, and so they did, all, they did it the right way, in my opinion. Some people don't love it, but you know their opinion's wrong. Yeah. In my opinion, um, from what <laughs> that's Chase why is they're like, called opinions. Yeah, uh, I, I, I guess Chase doesn't have that kind of like traditional appeal. It's not like an, it's not as old in, as Wrigley Field in any way, right? So, which is odd because it's still the fourth oldest ballpark in the National League. Yeah, so like that's wild to me because it still doesn't feel that way. You know, like yeah. I. I have lived in this city, you know, for a considerable amount of time longer than that stadium even yeah. existed. So to hear that it is the fourth oldest stadium makes me obviously feel like a dinosaur. Uh, but it also makes me think like, wow, how is that possible? And I guess it's possible because every other team has done every it. other <laughs> team has done it and they don't renovate these stadiums, especially no, they when don't. they're not as historically important as a place like Fenway yeah. or Wrigley. Yeah, exactly. And so when I look at it is and I my thing is like I don't. I have not, like you said earlier, I, I, I told you I haven't been to Chase Field. Um, I haven't really spent too much time downtown Phoenix. So sure. I don't I don't know what the, the, the vibe around the stadium is like. But what I would say is, is Wrigley is so different because there's so many stadiums in the major leagues that are just right off a highway or in downtown or whatever it is. It doesn't feel like a neighborhood. Wrigley is, a, it's Wrigleyville. You mentioned earlier, it's Wrigleyville. It's this neighborhood that like feels like it's built around the stadium. It's yeah. not really close to any of the major highways in Chicago. Yeah. Like yeah. you kind of have to drive. You gotta get off a highway. And it's not kinda, convenient. Yeah, to it's get not. To. It really yeah. is not. It's not convenient. It's not downtown. It's like it's really its own kind of thing, and it feels like it's built around Wrigley. And I don't know if that's possible for Chase Field. Sure, but like if they're look, it's it's kind of become more of uh, of a Wrigley like the experience and and. Yeah. and Vinny Dubers are from CHGO. He's our Sox guy, and he's kind of made the argument that you know, going to Wrigley is more of just like, oh, I'm going to Wrigley, going to like have have some drinks and have fun. But you go to the South Side, and it's more like actually, I'm going to a baseball game, and I, and I don't disagree because Wrigley Field and, and going to a Cubs game is like more of just the experience I of Wrigley Field yeah. and going out to yeah, the bars yeah, yeah. or whatever around well, Wrigley and, and that and kind of stuff. And so what I'm trying to say is, if they can do that. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that that's not a bad idea. Yeah. I, I don't know how much money, money it would take to do that versus just renovating Chase. I have no idea. And I 
don't know that I care to look into the, no, no, the no. money-wise. It's not. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's Obviously, but, it's going to be cheaper to renovate Chase Field, yeah. I think, at the end of the day. But also, you're not going to get out of it what you're going to get by having the ballpark built in a new area. They're limited on space. There's a yeah. train track behind them. There's a Phoenix Convention Center in front of them that won't allow for, like, any kind of new entertainment district to sure. be built. And that's kind of what, like, I think of when you're talking about that. Like, it's not going to be like Wrigleyville, but... It, it, thinking along the lines of Colorado, right? And mm -hmm. uh, DNVR, we talked to Patrick. One of the problems that Rockies fans have is that the going to the stadium becomes kind of like that, what you're describing. Yeah. Like people don't go because they love the Rockies and they want to go see the Rockies win a baseball game. They go because it's a fun area to go to. Yeah, and yeah. like, hey, why don't we just catch a baseball game because it's kind of a cool vibe and we can go there and then we can kind of go like these do bars some, yeah, bars yeah, have yeah. some dinner play some laser tag maybe do some bowling whatever mm -hmm. because there's so many options and things to do around there so like uh with with that's the one thing that if the diamondbacks should pursue the route of staying at chase field which you know even though there's not a lot of history there it's still historic it's still history to us because mm -hmm. it's our only major championship you know was one in that building yeah, right yeah. so like it, it would it would be weird for them to play baseball elsewhere they, they do have Salt River Fields, which is in Scottsdale, and there's a much bigger entertainment district that's kind mm -hmm. of growing over there, and it just feels like it's inevitable that that's where it's going to be. Okay. Don't, know, don't know if that's the case, but in that case, that that could be at least a situation where they could have, light, not again, not Wrigleyville, but a Wrigleyville-like you know entertainment district yeah, where there's more yeah. to do stuff uh, around the ballpark than just going to the ballpark for a game, which is kind of right now. The only reason why you would go yeah. to, to to Chase Field, which is not a bad thing either, especially if like the team is good. I'm sure like Chase Field will fill out when it's sure, sure, but it's not often that that happens, yeah, right? Exactly, so, so exactly. You, if it does feel like you have to figure out a way to get people to want to go to your game outside of just watching the Diamondbacks, if they're bad, right? right. If they're a bad team, right? You got to figure how out a way you, to get people get to the baseball here, right. field without just saying, "Oh, come watch the Diamondbacks play baseball." Like, right. You got to figure out some way to do that and. So it, it it is like a very nuanced kind of thing, and uh, I I don't want to give my opinion because I just don't know the area. Sure, I don't know the history. Sure. But I'm like the way I look at it is if they want to keep it how you were talking about it's that's where the World Series was won. It was in Chase Field. Like if you want to keep it in that kind of sense, and you you're in Phoenix, whatever. Like you could do stuff to make the ballpark itself more appealing. Absolutely, absolutely. But if you want to make it more of an experience and you want to draw better crowds that just want to be there and, and hanging out it's it's just it doesn't feel like they can make that happen in that building that's yeah, that's what exactly. that's what it comes down so, to but selfishly i want them to stay there because it's like two blocks north of here or <laughs> south of here and i i like being able to walk yeah. there so there you go that's what i want uh thank you guys by the way those of you that are here in the chat we thank you guys for being here uh, of course if you are not already a phnx diehard mem member make sure to grab yourself that membership not only do you get uh jesse who is currently not here but he's still i'm sure writing uh, his wonderful uh, full count newsletter, as well as Gerald, Craig, uh, Howard, all of our full uh, set of writers' newsletters from gophnx.com, as well as a wonderful piece of merch from the phnxlocker.com. Every year you're a member, 20% off all future purchases, members' exclusive uh, merch, members' exclusive invites to events, discounts with our partners, members' exclusive Discord lounge, and so much more. Make sure to grab that membership over at gophnx.com. If you're here right now in the YouTube channel, we thank you guys for being here. Make sure to subscribe, 
If you haven't done that yet, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any, any, when any ever our shows go live. Words are hard sometimes. Uh, and also, uh, for Jesse, who's not here, give us a thumbs up, uh, just so that he knows that we can, we can still go on without him, right? Like I need as many likes on this show just so that he doesn't get a big head thinking like, Oh, look, people aren't watching now because I'm not there. Cause you know, he will, you would know he will. Uh, and if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there as well. Leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. Uh, I promised I wasn't going to do this anymore, but um, for our DraftKings pick of the week, uh, I have to pick the Phoenix Suns. And I know what you're going to say. Uh, Derek, did you not get the memo that Kevin Durant is not playing for the Suns yet? Yes, oh, he's not I got, playing? Not that, yet. Not that? yet. It's not going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen Friday. According to uh, reports, it sounds like he won't be hitting the court until next Wednesday at the earliest, and it may even be later than that. And after experiencing what I experienced with Cattell Marte and his injuries this season, what I have to say is, Kevin, you take as much time as you need. You take all the time because we need you healthy and ready for the playoffs uh, and not to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder, which the Suns are going to beat. Uh, if you want to be a little crazy with it, I'd say I'd say they're going to cover the spread at minus eight. Uh, wow. But you can also go with the money line at minus 330. I don't know. The Thunder are a pretty damn good team that not enough people give credit to this season, but uh, I don't know. The Suns are just rocking and rolling right now. And of course, because I said that they're probably going to lose by 20. So I know, I know, go ahead and tweet me and yell at me now, but um, also ch keep an eye out on the DraftKings Sportsbook. They have the uh, no sweat, same game parlays guys get, you know, get your money back, get, get a free bet. Should your bet not hit, not to mention uh, a bevy of options to opt in at. So, uh, make sure to check that out. You have to opt in on those, so don't miss that in case you do jump on the app and want to make uh, a same-game parlay. Also, I love the live betting this year on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, I don't know why. Just it, I feel like it makes live sporting events more exciting when you can just kind of hop in yeah. uh, and bet mid-game, and oh, yeah. I've been doing that quite a bit on basketball, so make sure to do that over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And, of course, if you haven't done so already, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our code of PHNX. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And, sir, I appreciate you being here and joining a wonderful yep. Four Peaks with me. Uh, again, another benefit. We could talk pro wrestling and Four Peaks. Uh, we drink Four Peaks beer without yeah. Jesse being here. I was going to say, you might need me to come down to Phoenix more yeah, often. Yeah, I, I might need that. <laughs> I might need that for sure. But, of course, uh, uh, it's the, like the, it's a trap this time of the year, right? Yeah. When people come out for spring training, uh, this weather isn't the weather, but the March weather you were talking about, that's yeah, the yeah. weather where you see that and you're like, I want to move here. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> this doesn't stick around. This isn't for long. Nope. Uh, but, of course, uh, there's all sorts of wonderful things to do in this time of the year because – we have this wonderful weather, so grab yourself a Four Peaks. Uh, I'm going to be out at Innings Fest this weekend, so I don't know if any of you guys are going to be out there, but of course, uh, if you are, shout at me. Come on, uh, say hi. I, I will probably have one of these in my hand there and getting ready for the official launch of spring training the following week, but make sure to check out fourpeaks.com events calendar at fourpeaks.com slash events for all your beer week entertainment. And of course, uh, because I'm going to be at the, uh, at the old Innings Fest, I will not be able to participate unfortunately in the beer can derby so i need somebody to participate on my behalf all you have to do 
is go pick up your kit now and make a make the winning beer can derby car. Uh, it, cheat if you have to. Remember, we said that. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Uh, and if speed and adrenaline is your speed, then the beer can derby on February 25th is where you need to be at Four Peaks A Street Pub in Tempe. Uh, show us that you have the fastest beer can in the valley. Sign up now through fourpeaks.com slash events. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Uh, well, Ryan, I think I am going to have you on here again more. We need to cheers again to Jesse not being here. And of course, uh, all the uh, kind of kind of the best of luck to your Cubs. I can't give you all the luck. Uh, there was picture day today, by the way. And we have this yeah. beautiful image that we want to show before we go of this baby boy. Look at that guy. <laughs> oh, we miss you. We miss that guy. Uh, how, how excited are you guys to have this uh, Dansby Swanson character as part of your lineup? I mean, when... I think when it first happened, Cubs fans weren't like happy. Not that, not that they weren't happy. It was just kind of the just fact. Just wasn't that this big signing. He wasn't like what Carlos Correa or Trey Turner. Sure. Like what, because maybe he just doesn't have. I, I maybe he doesn't he just doesn't have the upside that those kind of guys have. Sure. Um, but he's still. I mean, he was an All Star last year. Yeah. I want to say yeah. Well, he won the World Series. He was a Gold Glove last year. Like he's still a very very good player that you got for. You got for a lot less money than those guys gave. And and this is the point that I made. Um, you know, when all the Carlos Correa, oh, he's not going to sign with the Mets anymore. He's not going to sign with who. When all that crap was going down, I was like, there were still Pete and Cubs fans that were pissed that why didn't the Cubs give uh, Correa six years, whatever the hell it was. And I'm like, why is everyone mad? Like, shouldn't you guys be happy that you got Dansby Swanson, who's a very good player, and you don't have to worry about all this crap with Carlos Correa. This, like you don't have to. This 13-year contract oh where he, he might spend six of it completely exactly. injured so and like, unable to play. You got, got a great player, yeah. and you should be happy with him because he's going to be a very good player. And, you know, just the, the few interactions we've had with him so far, obviously spring training just started, you know, a, a, a little over a week ago. Yeah. Um, the the interactions we've had with him, he, he has very good head on his shoulders. He brings that kind of leadership quality that the Cubs are looking for. You know, the Cubs are building this kind of culture in the clubhouse. I think that's kind of how, you know, the foundation of the team is starting to be. Yeah. You, you obviously on-field results matter, but the foundation of it is like the clubhouse matters too. Yeah. Because yeah. when you look at baseball, it's such an individ individualized sport on the field right. that the biggest like team thing they do is like that clubhouse. Yeah. Right? Like, so the clubhouse culture matters so much. And like Dansby was such a huge addition for that as far as just like, he talks everything he talks about is winning everything he talks about is, it's all the it's all the right things it seems like and a lot of players do that of course sure um but he's someone that's experienced that right in atlanta yeah. he's yeah. won the world series he knows what it takes he saw how it translated yeah. over from from the clubhouse exactly. into being something he, that they he, win you know yeah he won the gold glove he's he's someone that he's only you know he's not that old but he's been, it feels like he's been around for a long time and and he's like kind of discovered he feels like one of those really big veteran yeah. additions that yeah, teams yeah. make. Like he's wise beyond his right. years. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he's one of those, it feels like one of those big additions those teams make when they're kind of on the brink. And he's, what, like the second or third highest paid player in Cubs history as far as like total dollars. So uh, they're betting a lot on him. Yeah, yeah. But it seems like he's the kind of guy that this team really needed to kind of take that next step. Yeah. They're still a ways away. They still got to kind of prove that they're on that right trajectory. But, um, you know, Dansby feels like one of those guys that, when you look back on what they did this offseason, no, he wasn't Carlos Correa or Trey Turner and who they are right now, but he may be 
better for this team in the long run than they probably would yeah. have been. Yeah. Uh, you never know. You, you never, never know, know how things are going to play out over a contract that's like that. But the, that's the thing, and that's, that's why like. that's why those contracts are crazy. To me. Exactly. You know what I mean? When you're talking years? about twelve years, thirteen years, like yeah, it's wild to me. Like who who uh, Bogarts? I think got thirteen, right? Yeah. He's, like, yeah. he's going to get paid some yeah. whatever million when yeah, he's, he's forty years old. Forty-one years old, <laughs> you know, playing baseball, that's looking insane. like me with this gray beard I was talking about earlier. Nobody wants that. But you know what? One thing we can both agree on right now is at least our mutual hatred for our favorite players going to the St. Louis Cardinals. So glad to have you here. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a safe trip home and best of luck to your Cubs this season. Uh, definitely follow these guys over at CHGO underscore Cubs, especially you Cubs fans out there. I know there's some of you here in Phoenix for sure. Uh, but tell thank, your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. We thank you guys, of course, for being here. You can follow me at cap underscore caveman with a K. He is at Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera. That's a lot of underscores. We need to we need to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we had to figure that. Well, the, the reason I never I never changed it is because they were going to take away my blue check mark. Yeah, yeah. But they're going to do that anyway yeah, now, now. So whatever. Now just Who make cares? it whatever. Who cares? You, you can't control us, Elon. <laughs> uh, our show is at phnx underscore dbacks, but of course, all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Again, we thank you guys so much for being here. On behalf of Damon, Ryan, and myself, we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids. Baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when we can make fun of Jesse because he's not here.